wow 2021 crazy year tons of rugby played tons of places traveled getting ready to fly into 2022 here with the arrows boys training camp's been good it's been fun and uh boys are looking forward to getting started new guys on the team are great great characters can't wait to get to know them and get them on the pod i hope everybody's staying safe out in uh out in the world i know we're still going through all this crazy stuff hopefully it'll be done soon it looks like there's light at the end of the tunnel i can't wait to uh, get back doing this again no real excuse why i stopped but i'm looking forward to get back doing it I do apologize this episode, I'm kind of echoey, I am uh, playing with my new mic a bit, so I, ha- I look forward to getting that sorted out in the uh, in the future episodes, but yeah, uh, for now, and enjoy the show with Willie, and I hope everybody has a, has a good day, and, and staying safe, thanks a ton. Yeah. All right, Sharps, the king. What's up, buddy? Yeah, dude, this is sweet. I like what you've done with the place. Uh, this is the old, the old J Mac, the old, the old man's room. Yeah. So, Nestled in, looks yeah. a little different. His was, he had his degree hanging up. I really yeah. just only have that Tracks We Hip album. Yeah, it's a good album though. I'm in the search for like, like genuinely, like I know it sounds dusty, but like a couple pieces of art that I want to yeah. get up here. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like. Dude, art's sick. Yeah, and it is, but, like, the pricing, man, I couldn't believe how much it is to frame it. And then, like, I think a buddy of mine said, like, you should just frame it yourself, which I never thought of. Yeah. At that point, it's only, like, 120 bucks a piece. But, like, these places, like, the place on Ossington that's charging you, like, 250 bucks for a piece, which is, like, kind of crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, dude. Yeah, just on that point, because, um... My like my like student house room right now is just bare bare walls like just the paint nothing else right you're, now. Like, you're not hanging up all the jerseys around no no no, no. <laughs> that's in, that's in the basement at home that's in the basement at home but no uh, in our living room we have like tons of like like posters and stuff just random posters and I remember being like maybe it'd be a good idea to like you know put at least one poster up or something like that so I asked the guys I'm like where do these posters come from where do all the boys get it and they said one of the boys used to live in the house like six seven years ago like they you know the poster sales they'll do at uni sometimes yeah, yeah where they're all in like your yeah, concourse yeah, yeah yeah i was like oh wow you just went there and bought them all and they're like no just went there towards the end of the day grabbed <laughs> like 20 and left <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like decorated our house and it looks great you know we got all the sports stars in there and whatnot like i think we got Messi, ronaldo like That's basically it. all these yeah so it's jokes and whatnot and boys customize it and they have a big uh like a marauder um Banner. Like a mural? Like, not even a mural, but, like, you know, like, a, a signage thing you put up? It'd be, like, McMaster Marauders. It was okay. just, like, Marauders. Yeah, so, like, yeah. a big white, like, you know, big rectangle Is it thing. with, like, the two white borders with the middle? Then there's, like, another border? No, not even. The one you can roll up. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, you know, you, like, put it at, like, an event or something totally like that. I don't know where they got that from, but somehow they snagged that. And what the boys do now is they put everyone who's living in the house, you know, like a, like a headshot photo up. Yeah. And the guys who have moved out are in black and white. And the guys who are still living there Dude, right now sick. are like in color. So this it's like, is your buddy or this is your house? It's our house. Yeah. So all, all my buddies, like I'm, my goal is to, I think <laughs> they have rules for that. You have to live there for like two years and I'm only going to live there for one. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to be on that, that thing so bad. Yeah. Like to me, that's my only goal in the house is like, I just want to make it on there. Even if it's a black and white, like 
but it's hilarious. So it's pretty good, and the boys all sign it. Why not? So, <laughs> and so you're technically like, when should you have graduated? A couple of years ago. <laughs> to when? Don't pride. No, no, no. <laughs> when should I have graduated? So my first year was 2016. Yeah. Um. So all my high school year, because I took a year out of high school. Yeah. Took a gap year, went to UK. Sweet, awesome time. That was with the Dragons? No, that was before Dragons. That was, uh, I just did a year out. I actually got a job. You actually didn't know that. Yeah, I got a job at my um, my cousin's high school as like a physical education assistant. It's like a PE teacher. Dude, and I so, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's so, sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. I got to coach rugby there. It was a rugby school. I got to coach rugby. Yeah. I helped with the first team. So my cousin was playing. I was like... First team would have been your age or a little would bit have been older? Weird. So weird. So because that was an August birthday. Yeah. Um, all of them, they do their year September to August. Yeah. So my cousin's six weeks younger than me, but he was still in grade 12. Okay. But I was done school in North America. So I was there and these guys were like the same age as me yeah right so and I end up obviously through my cousin like living up the road from him like I met all these guys outside of school met them before even going to school but then all of a sudden I go there and they're coaching and technically or their teacher their boss yeah (laughs) (laughs) or like yeah their teacher so um, no great great group of dudes I'm still in contact with like virtually all of my cousin's close buddies yeah so so my my year high school was 2015 grad they would have finished 2019 so 2020 yeah. Should have been my graduating year. I know I got all messed up with COVID. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. COVID, but, COVID saved me actually in that regards. That I, I'd really? been doing the eight year undergrad for sure. Because um, 2016, I only did half a year, and then went to the carding program in 2017 yeah, for yeah. my under 20 year as well, and then um, did a full year. So I was basically a year and a half in um, of two years. So I'd done a year and a half of two years basically. And then that's when the Dragons opportunity came up and went over yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Bro. Yeah, yeah, went so over there. Yeah, it was, um, came up after under 20s, like trying to figure out, you know, after under 20 Canada, you're probably the same. At that time, it was like, what do you, what do, do, you do? Yeah. You know, how do you make that next step to try and crack the national team or, you know, because where are you going to get high level games other than the three or four for the Ontario Blues? Exactly. And even then, you're still a young kid, right? You're still 20, just turned 20 years old. And, you know, um, you know, that time, you know, Pucker was still kicking around as like late thirties, but still, you know, like killing so it. Sweet, yeah. Sean Windsor, you know, what a stud! Like, you know, could still play with us right now. Exactly. It's obviously family doing really well. Yeah. Um, even guys within my club, like Steve Piatic, was a guy who played for the Blues for a long time, and obviously transitioned on to other things and was more focused on just playing club rugby and rugby league. But for me, it was very much like, yeah, trying to figure out what are you gonna do. And, exactly. that. and um, it was actually through Carps, which was uh, awesome connection to make through through Brantford. Yeah. Play with him as a seventeen-year-old when he was coming back. Yeah, from, there's that from picture. Net, yeah, yeah, that picture. Yeah, yeah. He's, I'm I'm guarding the rock and he's yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. funny. And but he like is covering you because yeah, he's like this guy. No, I think he was yelling at me, being like, "What are you doing? Get the hell out of there!" <laughs> but um, no. So through Carps, I just shot him a message and being like, "Hey, like I'm just curious because you know he kind of did the same sort of path when yeah. Brantford Brantford guy um, played at Mac." you know, did very well at Mac and then moved on to, to play in the UK. And I asked him, like, how'd you get over, like, basically, how'd you get over that? Like, what was your whole exactly. process? I know he obviously had a lot of early success as well with the national team. But, but he set me up with, basically put me in contact with a guy, uh, his agent that, that got him over there initially. Yeah, that's and sweet. It worked with, yeah, and it just worked out. I was lucky I have a British passport and British citizenship yeah, at the time. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I remember even that year, it was kind of weird. Uh, somebody came up and was like, hey, like, uh, you know, I think at first it was like Scarlet's or something like that. I can't remember the exact. I think it was Scarlet's or Ospreys or one of them. They're like, hey, they'd be keen for you to come over for a couple of weeks over Christmas and train and whatnot. 
I remember that. I'm like, that's sick. But then part of my mind is like, you know, Christmas, like, <clears throat> still stuff. quite young. You don't want to like. It's a big commitment. Yeah, man. you know what I mean. And and even luckily, he even said he's like, you know what? He's like, I think we don't need to do that. I think I can find something more permanent for you right away. You don't have to worry about you know going away for two weeks and trying to like show in two weeks like you deserve to get an opportunity. And then luckily got got an opportunity with Dragons. Um, and then yeah, yeah it was, it was sick and got over there. And then you know what? A very uh, like uh, I would do it again <clears throat> in a heartbeat. Um, but it was also perfect because I learned a lot not only about myself but also how tough that next step is yeah um and those guys yeah yeah it was incredible you know what i mean like they had just signed ross moriarty elliot d and like it was sick this yeah. past summer elliot d like still remembered who i was i was like this guy's not gonna have any idea was who sweet I was. That you came man i remember you <clears> saying <throat> that in the dressing room after yeah you great guy. like how was he like he yeah. was an awesome great guy awesome uh, guy. even uh aaron wainwright um plays for wales as well he, he's he, my yeah. senior he's my he's, age isn't he he's my oh, age he's your age yeah and then um young teen basham who i was in the academy with yeah. he's now killing it like and just such a such a good dude so so impressive as a rugby player because he seems so um, you know, maybe people would say undersized for a back row, you know, played a lot of number eight, playing seven for Wales now, but just a baller, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was sick to see him this past summer, like getting his debut. I think he has debut and try against us maybe. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that was a cool experience. All those kind of connections you make and still in contact with a lot of them. Um, but, uh, what, yeah. um, sorry to cut you off is, was there a guy that was like, Maybe like not a superstar, but like was like this guy's next level. Like this guy. Oh, Gavin Henson, dude. Yeah, Gavin Henson. He's like late thirties at this point, but like just and, trained like a pro, like recovered like a pro. Everything. Yeah, and because like, like he, he, yeah, he. For most of the time I was there, was you know I think he only played a few games for drags because there'd just be like injury or this and that, and yeah, you know, I think body starting to give away a bit, but still an ultimate ultimate pro in that sense of you know. Especially a guy who's been so maverick-like and either loved or hated, um, you know what I mean, and totally. has done all his off-field, off-field stuff, whether it was going on reality TV shows and whatnot. But yeah. honestly, I <clears throat> didn't expect him to be such a like nice guy. Um, and one of my first memories actually with him was <clears throat> I chatted him a bit through training and preseason and whatnot. And first preseason game with the academy team, the under-23s, I went upstairs to the video room. And like Gav's there on the computers the whole time, you know, training, first team games, whatever this and that. And I just, you know, trying to be, I'm a young guy. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to try and fit in. Like, you know, you know, he's by himself. At least say hello. What's going on? I was like, I was like, hey Gav, like, you know, how's it going? Like, what are you watching? And he goes, uh, oh, he's like, hey mate, I'm I'm actually watching uh, your game. I'm watching your clips. <laughs> Kid you not, he said that. He's, he's, he's like, I'm watching your clips, and I was like, I don't know if he had like pre-planned that he like knew I was gonna be around, and I don't know if he was actually watching my clips from the start, but he's watching our game, and he's like, you want to sit down and go through them, and I was like, yeah, okay. So I sit down with like Gavin Henson, like you know, at one point was one of the best players in the world, yeah. you know, arguably you know, probably one of the best players to never play in a World Cup, which is crazy, right? Just based on selection and injury and whatnot. It's crazy, you know that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was a big thing then because he was still trying to push getting into the Wales team late on in his career, but um, went through every clip. You know how they sport coat it, cut it, whatever. So every clip, and he's going through it. And yeah, it the wasn't command, the command arrow <clears throat> slowing everything down. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, the great thing was he, like you know he's a guy who could have been there. I was like watching. I'm watching it like cringing in my head like. Oh, I'm so bad compared to this guy. Like this yeah. guy is just I don't know, but he's taking the time to be like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I really like that there. That was a really good what you did. Like it was like all just stuff like 
you pass, you know, you're following your pass, you know, your your support lines and that. He's even saying stuff. Like he's like, oh, he's like, what you did there is like something that like, I still need to work on. I want to like focus on this and that. And then obviously he went to the stuff like analyzing the kicking stuff. He's like, okay, what was your process here? Like what happened here? What was in your mind? Like how did you feel after that? It was like all like just the little stuff and like taking the stuff that obviously few errors in the game. He's going over. It. He goes, he goes, hey, that happens. But like, what could you do in the future to like better prepare? And it kind of opened my eyes up to the whole actually doing video because like everyone says totally. they do video but like you know people just turn on the thing it's an hour 20 minutes and they watch the game back and don't actually analyze it and the whole analyzing not only yourself but then the team yeah. perspective he really opened my eyes in that sense i'm like this guy towards the end of his career and he's still doing that not even doing it himself he's like analyzing taking his time to analyze my game of yeah, a nobody exactly. a nobody canadian kid who's just trying to survive in that environment at the time so pretty cool dude you know I found a guy who's really good at that was um, when I roomed with Heater. Mm -hmm. He was, like, excellent. Yeah. Like, he'd be down there and he'd go down and do his video like anyone else. But, like, he would come back up and just kind of, like, hit me with stuff. Like, what did you think about that? Like, how did you – right? And, like – Man, like honestly, it was just like wow, like you Presley. really yeah, kind of was kind super, of a guy, kind of a guy that would be unexpectedly right? yeah, 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 just because based because on like, like based on the way he plays, way he plays position, totally. like he hits guys hard, hard, right? And he's yeah, just like Marcel. the hardest worker yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like you said, it kind of gets you thinking like, mm -hmm. how can I think deeper mm -hmm. on that? How can I like look mm -hmm. at a pass and then like yeah. it's not just the pass; it's like after the pass yeah. type of thing. So another guy who's good at that quickly was uh, I think Tay Paris. Yeah, who's oh, like I think it was my first experience being around the senior setup in 2017 ARC, and um, you know he's back over from France playing. Like I think literally the day he scored like a hat trick or four tries against Chile, whatever it was. Like he tore it up. Like, um, and I get into the like meal room and and Tay's there at like nine in the morning, day after a game, probably a couple pops, whatever it is, and yeah. he's sitting there on the computer, yeah, you know, exactly. video looking at clips. You know what I mean? It's like kind of my eyes, like man, this guy like. It just isn't complacent, right? He just had a sick game, you know what I mean? Like, probably feeling really good about his game, this and that, but he's still looking for improvements himself. But then the big thing is, like, the team stuff as well. Like, he was looking at it, and even I, I think I sat beside him, and you can, even there, he's only, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, we could have put something in there, and, like, you know, we, you know, we missed that assignment there. Like, why do we do that? Or why do we call that there rather than calling something else? So it's just really interesting to see guys when they get to that level, like guys like him, Heater's been in the national team a while. Um, and a bunch of other guys, but it happens everywhere in the world. And mm -hmm. it kind of what separates, you know, those guys who are kind of on the fringes and, and, you know, maybe are there but not really there to the guys that are established and, and stay there for a long time, that longevity point. So Totally. Now, going to the UK, like, obviously, yeah, like you said, you had your citizenship <clears throat> at the time and your passport. Yeah. Like, what, uh, like, what type of role did your dad play on you then? Because obviously, like, being a rugby, good rugby player himself, like, how did... How did he feel? Like, surely he was pushing. He was that. he was pumped. I think you know, and I think I, I talk about him because he played in the time, you know, his playing days were like the eighties and early nineties before he hung him up. He hung him up in ninety three. Wow, so you were four years four years later. Ninety one, ninety two, maybe. Years later, yeah. yeah. So, um, but obviously, doctor now, and there's there's this kind of point. Rugby's not pro. Yeah. You know, are you gonna keep kicking the can out of this? You know, yeah. Getting exactly. getting a, you know a couple hundred quid a week for a game or something like that, or are you gonna um, get off the you had the opportunity to doctor. Yeah, so <laughs> he, he made the right decision, and like he agrees, he made the right decision, and he talks about cool stories. He was with Wasp at that point, and like he was there around that time. You know, he's probably 30, 31 at that point, um, still you know kick around playing whatever it is, um, and 
and the guy who's coming in through the wash setup, you know, this young kid's coming through was Lawrence Delalio. My dad played back okay. row, right? But he talked about, yeah, this guy coming through. Yeah, actually. He didn't, I thought your dad was a 10. He was a back row. He's a, he's a, he was a, he was an open side flanker. Yeah, yeah. He's not, yeah. But like he says, as I said, different, he said different, different areas. So the heaviest, the heaviest he got was like 100 kegs. He's what, 6'2? Yeah, 6'2, 6'3. Yeah, uh, he's 6'3, six, 6'2 six, now because he's slouched over an operating table all the time. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, like he said, like, yeah, he's like, nowadays, he's like, the back rows, if you're not like, if you're 100 kegs, you're underside. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, he said, like, uh, he was around the time when they, like, people knew about this young guy coming in who was 6'5, big, strong, this powerful, skilled. That new era started to come in, right? And yeah. like, look at what Delalio did with, with Wasps and, and the national team, right? And my dad. Through his playing days, met some, you know, brilliant and played with some brilliant people. You know, Gavin Hastings at Cambridge, who's arguably one of the best fullbacks ever. Rob Andrew, there's the England fly half. Yeah. Um, and all these other guys through Cambridge, like British and Irish Lions. Rob Wainwright was an open side flanker for Scotland. Um, so, yeah, and then I think for me, getting an opportunity to play pro rugby, because I think my dad would have loved to have had that opportunity. Like, he loved it, and he would have, like, you know, relished that opportunity. And so I think he was super pumped for myself to get that opportunity and maybe he's living a little bit vicariously through me but he's not one of these it's a bit like you know you call the crazy hockey dad and when you go to the UK there's crazy rugby dads you know what I mean you know they, you get the so even some of the boys in the academy their dads are like you know talking like a harsh hockey dad like what were you doing today you were you know you were poor like you were yeah. you were slow to your feet you were slow to break down like you know what I mean really but my dad every time it's like you know and he's a harsh critic on me too but like it's very much more still the same it's always been the same like hey great job today like you know good job and then we'll discuss it you have a little bit of discussion like maybe in the like like you know later in that day be like what was going on there like why why'd you guys do that or why'd you do that whatever and it's good a lot of sitting around the uh the family room watching a lot of rugby games and still to this day and we have some pretty heated debates about philosophies (laughs) and whatnot but most of the time i think we're on the same page a lot of my rugby iq and rugby the way I see the game and the way I see it should be played, a lot of it's through him. Yeah. And he's not like one of the, he's definitely not one of these old school. He's like, oh, we keep it in the forward, smash it up, this and that. Um, but yeah, like he, it's a good guy to keep bouncing ideas off of and watch games with and, and just also enjoy spending time with each other. So yeah. Especially at home too. I mean, mm-hmm. I can, I mean, I can kind of sense that like calmness that he'd bring because like, yeah. He's, probably one of the like in terms of like dads rugby dads that was like involved in rugby he's like one of the chillest you know what I mean yeah just, like, definitely yeah, yeah yeah watches it lets it like yeah lets it happen like you yeah. can almost tell and even coach and even like, coach me too and like you hear all these stories about guys whose dads coach them in sports whatever sport it is and how much he butt has this now yeah. I got really lucky in rugby that he would coach and you coach with Will MacArthur's dad yeah, yeah. Um, but like, like my dad was a forward so he'd coach the forwards and then obviously I was a back so I'd be in the back so Willie, Willie Mack's dad's in the back whatever. and you know very much the great thing about Brantford was very laid like hands off laid off like we had a lot of good good young players coming through guys who played Ontario so we kind of almost like player player led from a pretty young age with input from you know from, from Cam and obviously my dad but I didn't interact with my dad that much when he was coaching me you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause he worked, he, his soul, right. his soul focus was with the Fords and what the Ford pack's doing. And yeah, there's probably one or two times. I remember maybe in game when I do something stupid, if I'm kicking the ball away again for the 500th time, I think my dad might be like, you know, what are you doing? Like, you know, get our, let our Fords work with the ball and do whatever, like something like that. And, you know, maybe a 60 year old will might've snapped back once, but honestly not, not too frequent, which is lucky. Cause you hear about guys whose dad's coaching in hockey and they're like, Oh, I hated it. This now I quite liked it. I really loved it, and I hope I hope at some point my dad could actually get back into to Brantford and, and do a little bit more coaching, 
whether it's you know an under eighteen team again or or even the senior manager support from a more um, more casual role than full on role because obviously with him still working right now right like his work schedule is just yeah exactly. crazy but he always finds time which is the funny thing he's always like his work's so busy and he works so hard um, you know chief of surgery of Hamilton Health Sciences so basically the boss of four hospitals it's crazy and with COVID it's been nuts right he's meetings every single day about you know protocols what are the numbers what's going on what's our icu beds looking like yada 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 um but when it came to sport and like my rugby and even if i was playing games for ontario or you know under 18 under 20 tours he always somehow it was always available for that which i really appreciate because i'm sure he was moving stuff around this and that but it's funny my mom even makes the joke goes oh i have we have invited to dinner with friends and my dad says i can't go i got a meeting i gotta work this and that but if you had a rugby game the next week somewhere across <laughs> the country like yeah, yeah, yeah i think yeah actually you know what i've got time off here i can get there no worries so um grinds my mom's gear a bit but she's the same too she'll follow everywhere and they've they've been all over you know the country the states and the world yeah, dude, I ran into and them in japan japan i wasn't even like, there of all, of all places that's that not, was yeah. insane yeah. just in a convenience yeah. store with my sister yeah and we ran into your parents it was yeah, crazy nuts at the world cup yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. Oh, it would have been nicer if I was there too, but uh, <laughs> but no, it's um, yeah. And that's the thing. I, I my dad's gone to most of the World Cups. I'd say that's so cool. Uh, he's been he's been at least to one or two games of, of most of them. He didn't go to didn't go to the New Zealand ones, obviously. Um, but I think a lot of, and yeah, surely like, in the UK. He's been to the yeah. UK once, so he watched you know the '91 World Cup. He talks about Gavin Hastings missing a kick in front of the post. But yeah, he's been to the ones like uh, 2015, we went to a whole bunch, and then 2019. Yeah. My mom, it was nice for my mom and him. It was like their first time away for like three weeks that they had since their honeymoon, like just yeah. them. Wow. Um, so, and they really enjoyed it. I think it was really, really nice for them to do that. And, you know, nice for my mom the first week and a half. There was only like one or two games they were going to, so they did a lot of touristy things, this oh. and that. And then the second week and a half was, my mom loves it too, but definitely my dad's week and a half 10 days <laughs> what was it six games in 10 days like wow. just loving it like so living it up saw the boys play um, too, yeah right? sick and they want to go back so they, they were a bit unsure even going on like oh I don't know like Japan's not a place that they would think of going but they want to go back for sure nice. and they said it was unbelievable what a country um, the people there and you can probably say the people there are like, just, just like an unbelievable beautiful culture people, like, yeah. Just, yeah like awesome yeah people. Yeah, I th- I think if you don't, I mean I'll, I'll let you talk because I think it's like super amazing. But like as impressive as your like your dad is with all that, mm-hmm. with his being a chief of surgery, like you said, I think like your mom's story is yeah like still as yeah. like humbling. And yeah, like, if you want to just touch on yeah that yeah well yeah so the, so they they met at medical school at Cambridge yeah um so would have been they didn't meet till their third year so you go to medicine you go to medicine in the uk it's a three years basically your undergrad three years and then after that you do your three years of like your residency or whatever it is somewhere else they end up going to saint mary's together in london after cambridge but they met there and my mom very smart very smart very bright very lovely person like love her to bits obviously and uh she jokes about how she basically earned two medical degrees because back in those days my dad was playing at cambridge and that third year he was captain and they have like the practical labs you got to be in there for you know the dissections or whatnot or whatever you're doing and he he knew the guy who ran the the lab like check in check out whatever and he would literally said he would rock up just before the end of the lab in his full rugby kit like muddy from practice or this and that basically just sign the sheet say have a good day and the guy's like have a good day steve like hope training went well this and that so like he was like working the system to a t you can't get away with that now but 
Um, but yeah, my mom jokes that like he was getting notes off her, this and that. So basically earned his degree for him. And he doesn't deny it. He used to kind of maybe stand strong, but even nowadays he's like, yeah, he's like, she definitely saved my bacon. Um, but then, yeah, she was a fully qualified and trained anesthesiologist, which is, you know, quite an important, you know, pressurized job to have, right? You know, if you're off. He's probably the most like powerful. Like, that's yeah. Crazy yeah. If you're obviously making sure, you know, I, I can't remember what the saying was. It's, it's easy to put the patients to sleep. The hard thing is making sure they wake up. That's what you said. Right? I think, yeah, some of that, which is a crazy thing to think about, right? But, um, yeah, so she was very bright um, and loved her job. Um, but then, obviously, my uh, my older brother was born in 95. And then when I would have been two, so it's probably been 99, I think, around there. I think he was diagnosed, yeah, when I was two, so he would have been four, was diagnosed with, uh, with autism. Um, and for, like, any families and... You know, I think even now, if you looked up the stats and this and that, um, there's there's very high rates of, you know, in moments like that with children who get diagnosed with a disability or whether it's, you know, an, an, a cognitive one or autism or even if it's a physical condition that, you know, comes up, um, the stats are crazy about, you know, how many of those parents, you know, those families, you know, there's divorce or, um, yeah. you know, oh, even, even like depression, struggling with all that stuff. And some of it becomes like, you know, we're very lucky. With Tom, you know, obviously financial support, a lot of it has has to go in through him and, and um, you know, from a young age and stuff. But there's some other, you know, um, conditions that, that other families go through when the financial burden is, is crazy, right? When you're trying to make, totally, you know, if you think about it, like someone with uh, with CP, cerebral palsy, you know, you're now trying to figure out how do we make our our house, uh, yeah. you know, uh, like our uh, house work. Like yeah, those, yeah, or, yeah, ergonomics, like how, okay, we need to get potentially need to get a wheelchair a working wheelchair you know um how are we gonna you know we have a three-story three-story house chair all that kind of stuff and then the support for physical therapy this and that um anyways that's a rambling on a bit about all the other burns we can do but my mom basically had to make a very unselfish decision that she stopped ended up stopped practicing uh to take care of my brother full time um i think it wasn't right away i think they did a year year or so they had people come in and even when my mom was taking care of him full time we'd have in those early years, a, a couple couple people that helped out or whatnot, and I don't remember most of it, but I definitely remember, and even looking back in photo albums, I'm like, who's this lady that Tom and I are standing with? And was, oh, this was uh, so-and-so who helped, helped with Tom, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, like, so ultimate sacrifice, I think, you know, something that she loved and was passionate about and to take care of my, my brother going up, and as well as me, I was there kicking around being a classic younger brother looking for attention, yeah. a bit of a pain in the ass, but um, yeah, yeah, incredibly, and, impressive uh just kind of speechless kind of thing about yeah. it. imagine like be like you think about it in your terms like if you had if something happened in your family or someone you loved and you know and to support them you'd have to stop playing rugby yeah exactly. you know what i mean like that's a very tough thing to do you know totally. what i mean um and it's for all, all all their people's line of work so for her to do that it's incredible and inspiring um super selfless yeah. like yeah. just like yeah especially like that's it's an incredible job mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. even i mean Money's probably not on her mind, but like the monetary yeah. Like, sacrifice. Yeah. That she like put all that time and money into Cambridge, right? Yeah. And stuff like oh that. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cambridge. Yeah. Cambridge educated right. doctor. Like, like, yeah. So um, um, she also had personal things. She ended up having breast cancer, which was her wow. her second cancer. She had um, she had leukemia. Uh, no, not leukemia. What am I saying? Melanoma. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Melanoma. She had melanoma when I was in grade six. Um, no yeah, and then so then uh, breast cancer in twenty, um, 
20, what year was it? 2017. It would have been minor 20 year because that was part of the decision why I didn't go back to the karting program that following year after 20s. I came back and wanted to be close to home and um, yeah, fought through, uh, as I said, Warrior fought through that. This wow, that. Man, yeah, no out, out on the other side, yeah. So she's a superstar, rock star, definitely the, the strongest in our family, I'd say. So, wow, yeah, with Tom, like, how's your relationship with him? Because he's like, I, I, I actually I have met Tom, I've yeah, you definitely was, have, but yeah. he's just like such a happy guy. Oh, like, he, like, how was your relationship? Yeah, he's just it. I try to explain to him, like, imagine having an older brother and you've never been beaten up ever ever because you yeah. hear all these stories and even my buddies like I go over and hang out with my buddies and like we're like in like the basement like getting our you know our bodies kicked in by his, yeah. his two year old brother <laughs> who's we're playing mini six which turns into just basically my buddy's older brother you know beating us up whatever and like you love it right and like um, but you know I was so lucky in the sense of um, I didn't have that like, I, like my brother always just loved me he never it never once was I he was he pissed off at me or it was like oh like yeah. you know whatever this and that like he always just loved me. He was always happy, and he still is to this day. Always happy, um, and kind of as I've gotten older, and and I think when you try and have more perspective on life, and like you know, in playing rugby or even at school, and like it's such a rush, everything's going on. Like seems like time's moving so fast. Like I think I've learned so much of off of him that you know I think about it. He's never had a grudge or a hatred or or you know being upset or pissed off at anyone. Yeah. And you know what I mean? That's and like, crazy. we're normal people. Normal people is like, you know, you, you get pissed off totally. at other people. You yeah. get upset. You know, even your, you know, your mom, dad, friends, whatever it is, right? You, you know, you're like, oh, like, oh he's really pissing me off right now. Or like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so has done this. It's like making my life harder, this and that, whatever. Um, I try and take from him, like, no one he meets, you know, is a bad person. You know what I mean? He just is happy and ends up, you know, he loves them right away. You know what I mean? Like, and just trying to take some of that and in perspective and use a bit of what I can learn from him and like, hey, like, let's take a step back and like, just relax for a second and kind of reset and then like, keep moving forward with whatever. Because whatever you get upset about, as what's this, yeah, whatever's like, it seems as bad as bad or as you're upset at something because you think it's really bad, it's never as bad as it is. No. Is no, it easy? Exactly. And same, same with the opposite side of how great, I think we talked about this in training, how great, you know, the, the highs of something are, whether it's, you know, win or you've done really well in school, this and that. You're never actually as good as that moment as well, right? So you can take that into life. And I think with my brother, he's just on an even keel of everything's happy, everything's great. I'm walking around chilling, watching Disney YouTube videos and, you know, loves my mom, loves my dad, loves me. And, yeah, he just lives a, lives a great life. And he's a, yeah, just a good, really good brother. Yeah. Yeah. How does he feel uh, when Jenna comes around? Oh, he loves her. Yeah. Oh, he gets up and like just goes hugs her. He doesn't hug me right <laughs> yeah. away. Now. Yeah. He gives me like the props for the high five, but it just goes up, and gives her a big hug. Like he's just like he'll hop out of his chair That's and like awesome. come right to the door. Yeah, he's uh just that kind of guy too. And the kind of classic. If he's going to bed and he's got to kiss everyone goodnight. You know what I mean? Love so even that. like you know, shocked to Jenna, he's coming over like night. He's like looking at her, and like at first, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at him. Yeah, I whisper at her. I'm like, I whisper at her. I'm like, he, he's gonna want to just give you a kiss to bed. Is that okay? She's like, oh yeah. And he's just a little kiss to bed, and then gives me a kiss goodnight. And my dad, my mom, and sometimes he won't do the dog. You know what I mean? He's gonna say goodnight to everyone, and goes up to bed. But uh, that's yeah, awesome. he's a he's a funny. He's that's a funny like that's that. love at the end. Of the yeah, day. he just loves everyone. Yeah, he oh, just know he knows and he knows his routine. And my mom's like, oh, is it time for bed? He's like, yeah, time for bed. And then he comes over like goodnight, goodnight, goodnight. Um, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's hilarious. Dude, that's great. 
So, Willie, new season. We're at home. What, uh, we're back, baby. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Honestly, that's like, we're gearing up for the season, and I'm like, when are we going to Atlanta type of thing? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Literally, in the back of my mind, even even week one next, what is it, our next, 10 days, next, 10 yeah, days 10 from days. now, whatever it is, even part of me thinks, like, I think the other day I was like, okay, I gotta make sure I pack all my things, like this and that. Like, think about packing like a big suitcase. I'm like, oh wait, this is just like a quick business trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so no, yeah, we're back, man. It's How exciting. Are, what are you looking forward to most being home, man? I think um, that's a real, that's a tough one. Sorry, like I don't. There's mean, like, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can go and you know whether you go. I'd go more team team focus right now. Obviously, like everyone has, like, you have your individual. Totally. You know, what you're excited for, like what your goals are, whatever this now. I think from a team perspective, it's just like it feels like a real reset um, after such a tough year. And the guys who are still here from last year and um, still fresh in the mind, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a, a, a kind of a piece of motivation that we can use as a group to kind of be like, hey, like we had a lot of bad circumstances, this and that, whatnot. But end of the day we didn't perform and you know even in the really exactly. bad circumstances you know there was opportunities there where we just didn't finish off or we didn't close the deal and and you know as i say probably maybe a good thing because we found out a lot about ourselves you know disappointing record you know finished bottom of the table but um you know if if maybe we did did succeed a little bit more do we have these changes in these in these steps forward that we've made right now maybe not you know what i mean right away from the start we're gonna have a stable place where we train a real sense of home it doesn't feel like we're we're in someone else's place you know we'll train like Atlanta, atlanta's got a lovely setup like love like they're very lovely. sweet setup. sick setup um and i love training there to be honest um like with their gym and they had a little turf field there and um even the field access we had it was sick you know what i mean um but you, you, we never felt at home you know, yeah, like, yeah, we never felt yeah. at home. We never felt. You walk in the door, you take your shoes yeah, off. Yeah, we're taking our shoes off, and then we're making sure that, oh, is it okay if we use this right now? You know what I mean? Just stuff that we yeah. don't think about when we're, when we're based here at home in Ontario. Totally. Um, so I think I'm just excited to see how that transitions in, into the first few weeks and going away. And it's almost like more of a normal, like we're not on top of each other. Like even, even you know, now the new guys coming in, we've been able to bond, you know, more natural ways rather than, you know, living on top of each other in a hotel. And yeah, like forced fun. Forced fun, yeah, yeah that's a good way to say it, yeah. Um, so like, like having some of the, the new guys out on the on the pond in Hamilton and seeing yeah. them skate around, which was hilarious. And um, really excited as well because all the new guys we brought in, just great dudes again, you know what I mean? And um, they've come in with a real positive and energetic attitude towards this season, which is always nice to get that refreshing input from, from the new guys. And then I think, yeah, just from the first little bit and leading to this 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 first week in Seattle, I think it's going to be a good year. I'm just really excited to see us what happens. You know what I mean? You don't really know until you play that first game, exactly. you play that first few see weeks, see where we're at, see where we're at relative to other people. All the other teams have made tons of changes too, right? Like I don't think there's only – there's maybe only one or two teams that are pretty stable within their roster. And even then, it's kind of still such a brand-new league that there's so much chop and change, you know, year to year. Exactly. Um, as even that question is like, oh, what's Seattle going to be like? I'm like, we don't actually know. Yeah. They've had tons of changes, right? You know, Deej is like, left. No, Mickey's left. They're going to be good. <laughs> they were, hey, they, they had a rough year as well last year, so they're in the same boat as us. They're going to want to rebound. Yeah. Right. So that first week in Seattle, a sick place to play. Dude, that's probably, such a sick place. To play. That's probably my favorite place. Just because other than at home. Yeah. yeah we sorry, we yeah. just we can't even remember what yeah. home games were like. You know what I mean? Twenty nineteen is crazy. But that last twenty, that last before you go into Seattle, that last home game we played. 
against who? That was in New York. York. Yeah, yeah. Sammy, Sammy, the boots drop goal. Because yeah. I was up in the crowd there, and it was just unbelievable atmosphere. It's an exciting place to play, and then we follow that up with a pseudo home game in Victoria. Yeah, man. Against the league champs, right? Like, it's a, a hell of a way to start the two, season. And two sweet stadiums. Yeah. Two gorgeous. What do they call it now? Starlight? Starlight? Starlight. Well, yeah. it's not West Hills, but it's Starlight. It's Starlight, yeah. Yeah, i got to get the brand right for the uh, the shout-out. But, yeah. yeah, Starlight Stadium. But, yeah, um, so sick. And hopefully... Literally, it looks like it must go Hopefully, college. yeah. Hopefully get a, a decent decent crowd out. You know, BC, you know, regulations permitting. I think it'll be all right outdoors. But, exactly. Um, yeah, it's going to be cool. And hopefully the BC fans can... Uh, can cheer for an Ontario team once, yeah. There's so, enough BC guys on the team, surely, that they can, yeah, there they can is, get around. Yeah, there is, you look at the roster. Yeah. I, I think for me, man, I'm, I, you hit the nail on the head in terms of, like, all like all the stuff you said, the boys coming in with, new boys coming in with energy, mm-hmm. you know, being at home and, like, kind of having a sense of home. Dude, I think, honestly, like, just, like, reflecting, being, like, out walking about, like, mm-hmm. we, like, Toronto's a sick city. Yeah. Like, and it's just, like, yeah. nice to be able, like, hey, we should go here for a bite to eat. Right? Yeah. We should go here for oh, yeah. for a coffee or whatever. Well, um, yeah, that's and the, I think that's just super exciting. Yeah. All the boys have their place, you know, you can meet yeah. up. And like you said, you're not you don't go home to live live in the same room as another yeah. lap. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, literally, yeah. Like it's just that that space is nice. Yeah. It's a, it's it definitely comes down to cause once you get on the training, you know, it's the same thing everywhere. You can train anywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? You put the team in, like, okay, we're going to have a hard Tuesday yeah. Tuesday session, you know, get after it. You can do that anywhere. And we had some great training sessions in Atlanta, too, and this and that. And, like, doing everything normal. But you don't appreciate what that off-field stuff can do and how much it can start to creep in in a, in a positive or a negative way. Totally. Man. You totally. know what I mean? I think um, talking about – I may have been talking about this with, like, uh, J-Mac about, like, you know, guys like Tommy De La Vega hasn't played a home game here yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's crazy. You know, and then the other guy, like who, who's left, but like Benny, you know, awesome for us. But he's never gonna never get he's to never that. gonna get that experience now as as a home player. Yeah. Um. You know, and hopefully maybe later in the year, if the standings depending, he's got to come back and play in our barn as as the enemy. But yeah. Um. No, so it's really weird that a lot of those guys didn't get to experience home games. Even the other guys who have left, you know, Tay Leo, like, just suck. I feel a bit. But, and Manu, yeah, Manu wouldn't have played a home game either. Like no. the guys who just never got that chance, and yeah, because um, it was sick. Like that home run in twenty nineteen was just like next level. Bro. That was next level. Yeah, it was so sick. And you know, that's even from the guy in the squad who didn't play any of those home games. Yeah, but like being a part of that run was just like, oh. and then like seeing the fans and the buzz, like from the first game to like that last game, like it was like you could see like it how it even it was already it started at a real good point up at York University. To then that last game at Lamport, it was like rocking. It was buzzing, and I felt like a proper, like proper fan base. Like you know, Arrows fifteen game we played that rugby rally um, for a day. That what, what was the day? It was Dude, you know, I, it was cold, man. Cold. It was cold. It, it was, was probably five degrees. Yeah, um, there were uh, university games going on, club games going on. So basically, a lot of what your fan base for our it team is, would have yeah. been, you know, are busy that day. You know what I mean? They're all busy. They're either playing rugby or watching their club team play rugby, this and that. But we still got a great turnout. I can't remember what the... Yeah, for... 1800 or something? For not a legit MOR game. That's impressive. Yeah. I think when we get when we get to those home games being based there, it's going to be unreal. Like, yeah. you think you can double that crowd right away. Plus, I really think that the lack of professional rugby here for a long time for the rugby community, I think you could see, like, a real... Like, even more than that. I think going through... 
it could be tough to get tickets you know what i mean to to get yeah. um you know to get to our games that's obviously that that requires us to be playing really well and i, I i'm really confident that i think we're going to play some really good rugby and um give it a real good go this year so you're going away right say you're going away on an away trip yeah what do you what would you say your favorite roommate is oh wow tough. i know that's tough. tough and i know you're not letting tough. a couple guys down i just want to hear it i'm interested like, is it a forward that like that you've been with right like from experience yeah so you so said usually yeah this. yeah i think that'd be a time <laughs> one. that'd be crazy um that's a tough one because usually you don't like backs from the backs, forwards from the forwards. Yeah, but I like the little bit um, of mingling if it's a forward did, and a back. The first time I think I mingled would have been, uh, I think I was rooming with Bailey and the Canada tour, and that was chill. That Let's was go. that was sick. Yeah, Bailey's an awesome dude, and we uh, he was playing video games on his on his Switch, I think it was, and I was playing COD, whatever, and we were chilling. That was in Denver. That was a good time. You know, oh, that was in Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, who did I have in Denver? That I had Smitty. I had Smitty. For you a had while. Smithers. Yeah, oh, yeah, what a guy. Yeah, Smitty. Smitty. I had Bales in Belgium. Yeah, he was on the video games. Great roommate. I'm pretty easy. Like I can like room with everyone. Everyone has someone that like rather. I'm sure there's some guys that probably said the same about me, but I I I like to think that I'm a roommate that you know like right away. Like, I'm the well no uh, <laughs> no no. no. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm the first thing I do usually go in a room. So I even room with Ross for the preseason game. I go. I you go, pick the bed closest to the window. No, I go. I go. I go. What what bed do you want? Because I don't care. Yeah. Like, do I want to be near the window? Yeah, I'd love to. Like, if I was rooming by my like, if I could pick a bed by myself, I'd pick it closer to the window. I just for a hotel room. I don't know why that totally. is. I just do. But I always ask like, do you want do you want the wall side or the window side? And like Ross, he's like window right away, <laughs> window right away, and just go. I'm like, yeah, sweet. And I'm like easy. I feel like I'm easy on accommodating that and. Um, I'm not going to be one of these guys who is up till like one in the morning on the phone or like yeah. screen lights on full brightness. Like if, you know, roommates going to bed, I'll try and like, okay, if I'm still up, quiet like down. quiet down, like I put headphones in, like, or I, I dim my screen night mode, whatever it is yeah. to try and like, and like, I'll usually like go to the far side of my bed just so I'm like giving him his space. It's a tough thing. Right. But best roommate, like how me and Mitchie are still friends after living four and a half months together is probably pretty impressive. I think I pissed him off more than he pissed me off. Um, <laughs> we got to that point. Like I ended up at Mitchie one point. No, but at one point our room was a mess, and like I would take a bit of credit for that because like at home, like so he gets to the other lot. No, like I, I would take the I would take the lot. He would take the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're living out of a suitcase, man. Yeah, like we didn't yeah. have dressing drawers. Like yeah. I, I put some of my stuff in, but then like. It was just a bit, yeah, it's, yeah. so I, I take some of the blame for that. But, then, you know, I could say the same thing. I'm like, yo, this guy's playing Call of Duty four hours a day in a row and this and that. Like, But, like, I'm playing with him, too, so I can't really complain. But um, if I had to go best, if I had to go best, because he's sweet, but also we've known each other forever. But um, Ben Lesage, to be honest, Let's go. was I roomed with him for the Canada stuff. Um, and the thing with Benny, what makes him probably the best roommate I've had yeah he's not even doing it on purpose but he makes me f- he made me feel like I should be more productive with everything I did in my life <laughs> that's the best way to say it you know what I mean like this guy's waking up on tour with the national team at 5.30 to do work yeah not even like you know we're playing USA this weekend he's like he, to be fair the test weeks he'd take he'd take, take his, time, take his yeah. time off from it whatever this night but like you know the week before I was like we're 8 days 9 okay, days out from yeah. some of the biggest tests for, for all of us, you know what I mean? And he's there at 5.30 in the morning on, like, uh, 
call with someone in Israel or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Just grinding. And then he still puts so much effort and time into his prep for rugby, this and that. And also the funniest thing, because he's so professional in everything he does, that he's fun as a roommate too, because he's into like, you know, he's into the TikTok. He loves gaming too. Like he doesn't game per se a lot because he's obviously putting all his time and effort into more important things, but loves watching the boys game. He's all about it. He was big trying to like, check out this nft stuff getting big into that whatever like so he's like for such a professional guy i'm like man like this guy's on tiktok he's he's sending me tiktoks this and that yeah loves yeah loves like raven i'd say like he'd be the first one hand heart yeah frat boy ubc frat boy loud luxury (laughs) 2020 (laughs) vegas he loved that he was like that that was was, if anyone had their best night ever that would have been him that was probably my best night ever but he had a better time than me um and just yeah but i think the biggest thing with him is like yeah very organized Especially when you're on tour and stuff like that too, like keeps you organized. Um, totally, because you're gonna see his side of the room yeah. and be like, "Damn." Yeah, very, <laughs> very easy guy to talk to as well, and like we get along really well, and um, like obviously massively respect him for all his stuff that he does in training and rugby and whatnot. But then also, it's, uh, it was all field stuff too that like rooming with him like keeps you checked in. Like, so all of a sudden I'm like, "Yeah, maybe I should think about my schoolwork that I might yeah. have to do in the next, you know, 48 hours." So I'm like checking stuff and whatnot and, and being proactive. But yeah, probably him. And like and Mitchie, but I'd love to. I'd love to room with more of the. I think we need to implement this year. Forwards and forwards backs. and backs, or at least not. Doesn't yeah. need to be every week, but like yeah. you know, at switch one point, at one point, switch it up. You know what I mean? Because it's funny how the different side live, as I'd say. You know, you forwards are a different breed. Some totally. of the other, but I think for for me, it was well in San Diego. I had G. That mm-hmm. was the first time in 2019 it would have been. Just sat. I've he, roomed again, with just sat. In Vegas. In Vegas, I roomed with him. Well, we lived together uh, in Toronto with yeah. him before we moved out. And, like, dude, he's a beauty, too. Yeah. When Ben was here, when Ben and I lived in Perth, like, it's so funny you say that about productive. Like, he's hitting the Peloton at, like, 637. Yeah. I'm rolling out of bed at, like, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Like, kind of, like... Maybe uh, 9. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's, you know what I mean? He's already on his second meal of the day, so he does kind of, uh, yeah. like, oh, I should get in check here. But, um, dude, he's awesome. And he's, like, su- I find Benny is super, like, resourceful. Oh, yeah. Like, he, you ask him a question, and it's not, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. he'll say yes, and then, like, here's why. Like, yeah. I th- like, Bit of, like, a damn war character. Yeah, you know what I mean? totally, like, totally vibe with that um i think for me if like i'm rooming with someone and it, it's a huge ask the only ask is that it's like 18 19 degrees it needs to See, be I, a I'm, little chill so that's where i'm i'm chill with the i don't care about the temperature yeah that's goaded willie that's really so i let chill. yeah i let someone else like i don't like, i don't even notice someone's like like i can't remember what room it was it was like i think they made a comment what's going on with the temperature i'm like i don't know where's the temperature from <laughs> I don't even know where it is. Like, I was like, hey, man, if you want to turn down, I'll, like, sleep anywhere. Like, someone asked me, is it hot in here? And then all of a sudden, I'll actually think about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it kind of is hot in here. Like, man, yeah, maybe we should turn down, but I don't care. Like, so if someone wants to sleep on, like, ice cold, like, have an ice cold room, I'm completely fine with that. Dude, I walk into a room, if I'm without my roommate, like, walk into a new room, first thing I go to is, like, really? the register. Down I didn't even think of that, which is so weird, yeah. The buddy comes in later, whoever it is, and they're like, it's kind of cold in here, like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I just got in there and it was freezing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch it. Yeah, yeah, don't touch it. It's kind of nice, eh? Like, but, uh, for honestly, for me, that's all my only, like, caveat, which is funny. So, would, would are you saying Giuseppe would be your best? Oh, would be my best. Who would you, I'm sorry, I'm reversing on you now. Yeah. You're asking all the questions, but like, who would be your best? My best, dude. It's out of the tough. four, out of the fours, pick out a four. Forwards. Yeah. Shep and I were together in 
in Japan. Yeah. And Shep is a chill roommate. Yeah. Kind of does move oh, yeah. on, but, um, but like, again, is like cool with anything. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. Honestly, gonna have to go with my, I had two in Atlanta, Marchie, and then he got surgery, obviously. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Again, great roommate. Yeah. Kind of lets you do your own thing. Yeah. I think Mayo. Mayo is probably my favorite Mayo. roommate because. The big Frenchie. Yeah, man. We just like, we would just sit like, Mayo and I had our beds in the same room. Yeah. Like, so did Mission I. Yeah. 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 We had a big sleepover. We had a sleepover for a half month. Sleepover every night. Like, yeah. Um, man, Mayo is just such a beauty. And I think that like we connect like really well. Like he would love going to bed super early, which again is, yeah. is totally fine. Um, but yeah, man, like we just talk stocks, talk crypto. Yeah. You know, if there's football, we'll watch football. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, Mayo would probably nice. be fine. That's a good choice. You're pretty active on the gram, which yeah. like I'm not. I gotta get a little better at that. You do, I, you do, dude. I'm just quiet. The grid, my grid's great. But I can pull up your grid right now. Actually, yeah, let's take a look, like, dude. My last post was I think Where are you November here? or something. Quaddy, Quadzi. Right, November was my last post. October nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh, look like, at that though. Look on, at the. <laughs> woo! Yeah, we had a little power. The set. arms, the <laughs> arms are interesting. A little throw and warm up with the black band too. Yeah, yeah. but um, man, here's one for you. Yeah. What do you think would hurt more to lose, Spotify or Instagram? It hurt more to lose Instagram. Yeah, but I'm not a Spotify look. guy. I'm okay, Apple sorry, Music. No. Yeah. Okay, so say Apple Music. Apple Music. Yeah, probably Instagram. Will be harder to lose. Which is probably really superficial of me to say. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I just spend like you spend so much time on it. Dude, you know, what I mean? I, that'd be a great thing to kind of try and reduce the amount of time I'm on it. Um, and I post frequently, but I'm not like I'm not an everyday posting guy. Like I'm no, not no. trying. To, I'm not trying to become an influencer here. Maybe yeah. that's a hey, post, post rugby career. Yeah, I go a little lean squad route or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I just think because like when I think about what I use for information, not, not even information. So like Instagram is not really information per se, but you do you can if you follow accounts and stuff, you can get like updates. Like I, the, when I hear breaking news, I hear it on Instagram or Twitter. Fast usually, usually yeah, like usually usually Twitter first. Um, I think if you compare it to Instagram and Twitter, I'd probably say Twitter because I actually go to Twitter to find stuff out. Like I'm scrolling through Twitter and like getting up, whether it's sporting updates or even like, you know, lockdown updates, this and that, like political updates, whatnot. It's like but you would Twitter. say Instagram is your more favorite app. Yeah. Your more favorite app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to see what people are doing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You got to figure out what, you know, that's a sick vacay, oh, this and that. Yeah. And whatnot. yeah. Like, people, people yeah. Watch it's always trying to keep in perspective, though, too. And I think the big thing for a lot of people, you, you can't let people's Instagram, even your own Instagram, create this false facade. You know what I mean? Totally. Because maybe out of, like, you know, you know, out of everyone's Instagram account in the world, maybe, you know, or maybe point maybe 1% or less than a percent of people's like their Instagram lives is actually what they're living and even the people that live these great lives everyone has struggles or like like not totally not amazing days you know what I mean you see these people who are able to travel and this and that and I'm sure they have days when you know they're at home the whole day and they maybe have like a cup of coffee and like maybe some toast and like that's been their meal for eight hours you know what I mean? They've been sitting there scrolling their phone. Yeah. Doing exactly. the same thing that I'm doing when I'm having my coffee and a piece of toast and scrolling my phone and being like, oh, I wish I was this person, that person, whatnot. But um, I, like facade, I like the word facade because yeah. it, that's what it is a lot of the time. It's a fake life, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like even my, like my Instagrams, my, my Instagrams, not, I'm not posting to be like, 
had a really bad day at training today. I suck. Like this and that. Yeah, you know, you're or, saying it's like or, you're saying it's like a utopia. Yeah, it's a bit saying? of like yeah. I, I feel like people use it to you know feel good about yourself. Yeah. Post a picture. You get your buddies commenting like yeah, you look yeah, good. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know That's what, what I mean? it should be used. And for. I, I, what I love about the Instagram, I always love with like my my buddies trying to come up with that witty comment that it's not even like your post like and i even like when, steal the show when i when i post now it's like i i someone po- commented on my photo the other day and they got like over when you get over 10 likes on a comment yeah, you're good. that's a good comment you're you know good. what i mean and I, what i like seeing is i like looking at the comments when um you know you get people that don't know that person so even you so yeah hoodie playing a ring at on my last post and you got 11 likes and most of the people that liked it are people that you all know but when you get people that don't know. Um, well, you get people that don't know. That's other? a good comment, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, some of our, our close friend group out in um, out in uh, BC, like the Sevens Boys, so like Jake Teal, Phil Burnett. Actually, I should give him a shout-out. Jake Teal, Phil Burnett. Phil Burnett, was it? The Snake? The Snake, Snake and Goose. Goose. Snake and yeah, Goose podcast. Get, get listen to Get listen to that. Um, yeah, my boys and all the other guys, like Co and, and JoJo, Cooper, like all those guys. Josh Teal when he's there. Um, I'm going to leave some names out now. I'm going to get in trouble. Anton, Brennig. <laughs> 10 minutes oh, later. I'm missing, I'm missing someone. Oh, no. Nah, Theo, Teddy Sauter. Teddy Sauter's a funny dude as well. There's got to be someone else. Come on, we can't miss it. I wish I didn't say JoJo. I should have left JoJo. That would really bug him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, that old group, like, you know, they're all the Sevens boys, really, right? And, um, and like, you know, we have, like, group chat going, this and that. But, like, it's on, like, usually JoJo's posts when, like, we'll, like... Boys you know when you're digging you gotta try and get into yeah, it but like th- some of those are I think those posts they get like you know 15 20 plus likes on a comment you know what I mean Jake Teal's usually the one Jake or Josh Teal are so they're witty so good yeah. witty in that and, and it's funny because because they're twins but like they're different witty so Jake can take his time and come up with a real witty comment and this and that and get like tons of likes on it on, on some of the boys posts on mine he gets a bunch too but um Josh Teal is the wittiest, quickest guy in the group chat. So he's the first one to just like, if you say something like, You're done. or you post something this and that, like, and he can come back with a, like a subtle little chirp and it's hilarious. Like I catch, I catch myself sitting there like on my phone, just in my house, like in a completely different place to where they are. And they're talking about something that happened in the day. I don't even really know the context, but it's just hilarious. Like the way he's able to come back quick like that. And he's a meme king too. He'll all of a sudden we'll be talking about something or like, Let's say chirping, you know, we're chirping Jake because he tripped over his own feet in training in a clip, and he'll come up with a meme in like five minutes or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah, I think social media is good for that stuff. I like the meme accounts too, and yeah. you know, and that's why I've gotten more into TikTok too. You just get quick, instant, almost like comedy. not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, like yeah, and I, I respect the people a lot who are on Instagram and are able to kind of take, you know, take the piss out of themselves, and the, yeah. the best way to say, it, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. um, for me. Dude, I put so I love it. You're like, big, yeah. Instagram's great, man. Yeah. I love Instagram. And You're like a big Spotify on, guy though, dude, like, like my playlist. Yeah. If I like Yeah. See, I'm not a playlist guy. Man, if I Which is crazy. Dude, if I lost my I can't even fathom yeah. I can't even fathom it right yeah. now. If I lost my playlist, yeah. I have like nine or ten playlists. Yeah, that's what I've that's what I've noticed. Like so many people that are like hardcore Spotify users. You know, a big thing is like the playlist that you guys make, oh, and dude, um, I would like almost therapeutic for some people. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. make different playlists for how you feel in that moment or what you want to feel in that moment. Exactly. See, I'm just not someone with music that I can I can listen to songs and like, but I'm not someone to like 
put a playlist on, not touch my phone. I'm very much someone pick a song and I'm like, okay, next song. Yeah, and scroll like, through that. Scroll yeah. around, which is like so, like there is very dusty and I was kind of psychopath that I don't really make playlists. Especially but, when you're on the aux too. Oh, so that's the only time I've made playlists. I'd make a quick aux. And even then now, I don't even make playlists. If I'm on the aux, I just go to genres and like go like, Dance, yeah. just put dance on. It's like it's like dance. Diplo and people like that. It's just all the boys love working yeah. to a little bit of electronica. Yeah, but yeah. man, like and I love it. Like it would probably be on my app. My top three would be like uh, my phone, like Spotify. If, honestly, the finance app. You are so addicted yeah. to that. You and Peps. I remember yeah. I spent so much time in your room. Just like stocks. Cardano, yeah, Cardano, like, hammer it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get all the boys on it. Like the stocks, uh, and then probably um, either the news or like our Instagram. It's just like, like you said, it's like yeah, it's something where you, I don't know, kind of like it escapes you from being serious. Yeah, but dude, wow, love having you, buddy. It's been good. Thanks I was a lot for on our trip down, dude. man. I was. I still remember when you started this, and I was so mad you hadn't asked me on. I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I think you're teasing. Like, no, the boys. The boys no, who yeah. like want to get on it, yeah. they're gonna come on. Yeah, Tommy to the Vega. Yeah, yeah. No worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. But uh, this has been sick, man. Thanks, and uh, it's good that you got it back going, and you got to keep keep doing this as a reoccurring thing consistently. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think eventually getting like genuinely getting towards like a, a three man. With a little more communication, yeah. right? Like yeah. a little more banter and yeah. stuff. Oh, you got to get the group ones going. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But man, honestly, it's been really fun. So thank you. No worries, man. Thanks.